Welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. Today is Thursday, April 25th, and it's the 31st episode. I'm sorry we haven't been here for a while, but I'm really excited today because I have a special guest, LaToya, with me. Hi! Hello! And LaToya, a lot of you guys might know her from Twitter. At, she's at LaFergs. Um, what was your old... Twitter name? Did it used to be something else? Yeah, it was uh, Blogette is Taken because uh, basically uh, I was writing on Blogspot as Blogette and I wanted to do Blogette when I first joined Twitter, but yes. it was taken. <laughs> yes, because I remember you back when you had that that Twitter handle and I've known you on Twitter for a long time. I've almost been on Twitter for four years now. Like this summer's going to be my four year anniversary. Um, I keep track of these things because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a ridiculous person. Um, oh, and by the way, my name's Lucia. I always forget to say my name. <laughs> when I introduced the podcast. But yeah, so LaToya and I have known each other for, for a long time on Twitter, and I know you do another podcast, so tell people like where they can find you, what other stuff you do online. Well, uh, I did do the All the TV podcast for my television uh, blog, All the TV. We actually uh, just ended All the TV. We said goodbye like a couple oh, of days ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, I am planning on doing future po- podcasts and other blog things that are kind of in the works right now. Okay. Yeah, so I, I plan to not be away from all that for a uh, while. But yeah, we just figured basically we all have our own thing going on. We should uh, just try some new stuff, so. Yeah. And then you and have, a, like, the, t- um, you have a couple tumblers that, um, like, for example, the PL annotations, that's one of your things, right? Yeah, Pretty Little Liars annotations. It started off as a joke, actually, from all the TV, That's So Aria. Um, oh, and, and you know, I, I, from you, I say that, like, I, I'll often say that, like, oh, that's so Aria because of that. Because I feel like it's such a perfect expression of things. Like, that is so Aria. Exactly. You know, it can, it's a perfect term. That's so Aria. Her out of control outfits, uh, they spawned Pretty Little Liars annotations where we take uh, screen caps from the episode and we uh, annotate them with, you know, uh, MS Paint, just red outlines. Yeah. And- it kind of blew up, and we weren't expecting that at all. Yeah, if people haven't seen it, you should totally follow follow it on Tumblr. I know right now the show's not going on, but it's coming back this summer. Yeah, and we um, will be doing annotations, of course. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah did you see the, the promo photo with all the girls in the red coat? Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> Hannah's inappropriate funeral attire. Oh, yes. Well. That's something to get some... Uh, mileage. Yeah, we've been mentioned on After Ellen and Television Without Pity, like Jacob, who recaps Pretty Little Liars. He's mentioned us a few times, and it's kind of awesome. Yay! I love that. Very cool. Very cool. And then you have your own Tumblr, too, right? I don't know if yeah, you want to plug that. Yeah, just Deaf. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I've got a few things that might be coming to fruition soon. I might start recapping for a pretty big TV website soon that I can't really say in case I get rejected. Okay. Well, if it happens, I'll definitely be tweeting. I'll tweet and promote you and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, (laughs) and I just actually submitted a piece on Firefly to another TV website. I'm just waiting for it to be edited. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. So we will see how all those things go. Oh, awesome. I love it. Yeah. And so, uh, Right. I know you kind of, I mean, the blog, all the TV, I know it's like a group effort, but you kind of pride yourself on watching all the TV. What are you watching right now that you love? 
Like, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with, like, a short list, yeah. obviously. Just, just to give people a sense of, like, what your taste in TV. Because, first of all, I really love your brain. Um, Aww. I just always enjoy your tweets because, I don't know, you're just a little bit... You just have a really cool perspective on stuff. I really enjoy it. And so I'm curious to see what... Like, I think I like... I earnestly like the ABC Family shows that you make fun of. Well, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Whereas you... Like, but you bring up points that when you say it, I'm like, she's totally right. I, <laughs> Even I though do. I like... I like Switch to Birth, okay? I, I earnestly like it. But I I can still laugh at your comments about it. Switch to Birth makes me so upset. <laughs> but we're not going to get into that. Okay. That's a whole... That's a whole different podcast. Okay. But, like... Here's the thing. I earnestly loved Greek. I think it was the best oh, so uh, ABC good. Family show there was. Like I love, love, love. Now, it. okay, quick thing. How do you feel about how do you feel about Evan Chambers? Are we on the same page? I love Evan Chambers. Thank you. And the Thank show you. never treated him well. Exactly. Him. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page for that. Yeah. Uh, Pretty Little Liars. I do love like and ironically, but like just so many dumb things happen in that town. So much pedophilia in Rosewood. (laughs) I mean, come on. Like, Ren, like, on the outside, seems like the best guy. Then you realize he's a doctor. Like, he's pushing 30. He should not be near a child. Yeah. (laughs) Like... It's just yeah. so upsetting at times. And, and I do feel like it's a little bit frustrating, too, because it's not just Pretty Little Liars. It's, like, it's also on a lot of CW shows, like, this this um, sort of uh, statutory rape is, like, totally normal and now part of the culture. Like, it's not at all. Yeah. Nobody even raises an eyebrow anymore about that kind of thing. And so it was funny because I was watching this movie, uh, oh, A Time to Kill was on cable. And, uh. okay, A Time to Kill was on cable, and this, I'm not gonna, it, this is not anything about the actual point of the movie, but there was this one tiny part in the movie where they had this uh, doctor expert come on the stand, and he got completely obliterated because when he was 19, he had sex with a 17-year-old, so he had a statutory rape um, charge brought against him, and even though he married that woman later, that completely made him not at all to be trusted, and the, all his testimony was completely not trusted because he had had a statutory rape co- conviction, and I was just, like, laughing to myself, thinking, oh my gosh, 90s, you were so funny. Like... <laughs> and that's, like, the nineteen seventeen that would be tame compared to exactly it's so tame like you even a nor- even you know somebody who's sensitive about that wouldn't even be upset because you're like oh nineteen seventeen you know it's only exactly. but but on these shows it's like all these guys in their in their late twenties with the teenagers um you know they have careers and yet sixteen year olds are is their dating pool <laughs> it's it's a problem it is it is. Uh, <laughs> But other than those shows, oh, and Bunheads makes me upset too. Because oh, see, I think I, Bunheads is secretly brilliant. It's the weirdest show on TV. It's totally cuckoo. Okay, it's it's it, nuts. But I think if you embrace its craziness, you could maybe learn to appreciate it. Because you know that I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan. That's part of why we like bonded in the. Oh first yes, place. aren't we both anti Jess? Yeah, we're oh, both anti Jess. We're the. I feel like, like the this is a safe therapy. place. This is a safe place for us to hate Jess. <laughs> this is <God>. very good. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's kind of like I finally realized why there are some people, you know, who hate Gilmore Girls when I watch Bunheads. It oh. just, it's too quirky for me. Oh, and yeah. I feel like... It, has, hard- it, it goes over the line. Yeah, it's kinda. too much. Like, what was it? Uh, was it the last episode? It was the Tommy Lee Jones off where I was Oh, just, my God! <laughs> I wanted to kick a chair. I was so angry during that. I hated oh. that so much. 
Yeah, you definitely, it's one of those shows, you have to kind of commit to the tone, like, it's definitely not for everybody, like, Bunheads really takes, like, uh, requires you to take a leap into that, like, over, like you said, you, it crosses the line, it's a little bit too kooky, and it's only if you, like, are in the mood for that, you really have to want that. Yeah. You have to. And it's like, I just feel like at this point, Heart of Dixie, which is a show I'm loving, it's it's the the real heir apparent to Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was actually surprised in the first season when I realized none of the writers ever wrote on Gilmore Girls. I, th- I found that was really odd. I was surprised. Yeah, I was, I was worried, you know, because the last, you know, because of how horrible Gossip Girl is, <clears throat> um, I was worried that, <laughs> uh, that it was going to go a certain route, Heart of Dixie, but it felt much more, it felt much more a Gilmore Girls than a, than a new CW kind of show. It felt yeah, like it, an old WB show more than a new CW show. Yes. Yeah, old school WB shows, WB near and dear to my heart forever. That's why I really hope Carrie Diaries all, uh, gets renewed because... Oh, me too. That, that paired with Heart of Dixie would be just like, like yeah. a old Night. That would be the perfect combo, those two shows, yeah, because they both have a similar sort of feeling of um, that nostalgia, and they also, they're not too cynical, like, they do have humor, but they they, they have a little bit of that, um, a little bit of that, uh, of a sweetness to them. Yeah. They're both know? very earnest, especially Carrie Diaries. Yeah, and, but at the same time, you know... It, it does have they do have a sense of humor there is an edge there but it's not it's not um there's there's having an edge and then there's you know becoming gossip girl so <laughs> oh god that finale i'm so <laughs> upset i'm so upset that entire season but then that finale just pissed me off so much oh gosh yeah Ugh. oh god you should warn your uh listeners that my tweets are also very angry often oh yeah <laughs> But that's what I like about I like your angry tweets. <laughs> oh god, I try to tone it down lately, but sometimes I just want to rant so much. And I don't know if you um are you still watching like Arrow or Supernatural yeah, Vampire still, Diaries? Yeah, I'm still watching all of those. Uh, Arrow I love. I, I was already a huge like Green Arrow fan before it just from the comics. And even Smallville. So I'm, like, really happy to watch it. And, and we're getting actually, think right mostly, I think. And I feel like when we met at Comic-Con, we, we, we did get to meet in person one time, um, very briefly. Uh, yeah. We took a photo, but we didn't really get to hang out too much. Um, I feel like maybe it was at, right before or right after the Green Arrow panel at Yeah, Comic-Con. it was. Because I, I missed um, the Firefly plan- panel, unfortunately. But I did get to see the Arrow panel and see the pilot. Yeah. I was, like, so... I was so- excited so yeah i like it i think i think arrow is i mean i'm a little behind on it because i'm too busy marathoning canadian shows that aren't even on the (laughs) air right now because i'm crazy um to watch anything that's actually on tv right now um but now i'm caught up on uh on lost girl and continuum so i can uh you know join the rest of the world Mm -hmm. and watch my cw shows (laughs) j august richards was on last night's arrow so (gasps) Oh my gosh, I haven't seen it yet. The last one I watched of Arrow was, I just was catching up this morning, I watched um, the one where, like, two weeks ago. Like, two weeks ago. So, I'm behind. Well, there wasn't one last week, so I have to remember. Oh, okay. So maybe it's, like, three (laughs) weeks or whatever, but it's two, I'm two episodes behind. And then, um, yeah, J. August Rich, I'm I'm glad he's getting a lot of work right now because he was also cast on the S.H.I.E.L.D. pilot. Yep, I love me so that's exciting. And hopefully, and spoiler alert, not really. He was wearing a suit 
Oh, wow. Sort of Arrow. Not really well, a spoiler alert given I approve most of, of such his casting things. recently. So. I approve of such things. <laughs> of course. Yes. He, boy can wear a suit. Oh, good. Yeah, I remember uh, that was one of the one of the best parts about his weird storyline he had in season five um, of Angel was at least he got to dress like a lawyer and um, wear those awesome suits in season five. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Even though, you know, they kind of, they did him wrong a little bit in that, but that's okay. We'll we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, of course, uh, let's see. I'm loving elementary. Okay, I'm so behind on that, but then I read that my TV girlfriend has been cast as, uh, what's her name? So, <laughs> yeah, she, Natalie, Natalie Dormer. Dormer. Cast, what's her name? I love Natalie Dormer. So now I need to catch up on elementary because... Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of CBS shows where I really actually like them, like Kawaii Five-0, Elementary, like, um, I'm trying to think of what else, but they're like certain shows, or Big Bang Theories, like, I like those shows, but I just have a hard time catching up with them, because they're not, like, must-see viewing for me. Yeah. So then like it's Hawaii like... Kawaii 5 which is just pleasant, but, like, I wouldn't say it's must-see TV. Yeah, it's not at all, but but you just kind of want to, like, event- if, you, if you watch it, you'd like it, you know? Yeah, I've never been offended by Hawaii Five-0, even with, like, every ridiculous thing that happens. <laughs> Although on the, re- the recent episode was really boring, which was upsetting because it was basically just uh, McGarrett and Catherine invading North Korea. We think that'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's but too was- bad that they they ruined such an amazing premise. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Well, that's going to be a fun episode of Hawaii Five O. Nope, <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> now, do you watch Defiance? Have you started? I, I do. Uh, I'm liking it. Just, I have to like it. I have decided. I feel like, yeah. I mean, you have to like it. First of all, you're a Darla fan, right? Of course. Okay. Darla we'll forever. We're going to discuss that later. Because this, this podcast, by the way, is going to have a big headline that says Buffy and Angel. But just in case you're just listening and didn't read it, we're going to talk about Buffy and Angel. <laughs> um, and I know, yeah, you love Darla. I love Darla. Everybody should love Darla. There are people who don't, though. There are people who don't like Julie Benz's voice. And I just feel sad for them. Oh, I was recently reading AV Club, like, uh, mentioned, like, uh, the first Defiance recap, basically. And, like, in the comments, I saw people not only insulting Julie Benz, but specifically insulting her arc, season two of Angel. <laughs> I was they're like, like, they're still we, mad at her. They're are still- we in Alt World? Like, they were <laughs> insulting her performance. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, calling for her retroactive Emmy, and they're saying she yeah. was not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, when she comes back and is human it's like you're i mean emmy territory for sure especially in the episode darla just like throw all the awards at her immediately thank you see this is why i want you on the podcast you understand (laughs) these things and then how do you feel about jamie murray i i hated her on dexter but i feel like that's because she must be a good actress for us to hate her so much (laughs) it's like really who didn't hate her on dexter yeah because her character was horrible but now that she's playing this like you know malfoy slytherin lady i love her She's so fun on. She's so fun on Defiance. I feel. Do you like. watch Warehouse Thirteen? No, I. It's one of those shows I, I she, want to get to. She is so amazing. She's on, on that. Yes. Oh. She's. Oh, I. It's kind of a spoiler for you since you oh. apparently don't know it at all. But I, I'll just say it. She's I watched H- the pilot. She's H.G. Wells. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. I. I, do, I oh okay. I need to watch that because I do love like time travel stuff. Yeah. It's just one of those things where. Like, I just watched the pilot, and then I never was, like, able to catch up because, you know, I'm obviously too busy watching ABC Family shows because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> um, the pilot's obviously not amazing, and it was kind of like a slog to get through the pilot, but, like, towards the yeah. end of season one. And I have heard, better. like, some other cool casting, too. Like, uh, hasn't Tomo been on there? Or did uh, I? No. Y- 
Has he? I, Somebody he, was on there, of, and I was like, oh, I love that person. And so then I'm thinking maybe it was Tom Oak because I like to watch everything he's in, but... Kind of blurs to me because you know he's been like on every Canadian. I know. I, I love but, he's just kind of making his living now of just appearing on every show that's filmed in Canada. <laughs> I know James Marsters was recurring this. Oh, this, James this Marsters! That's what I must have yeah. seen. And uh, Anthony Shorthead, I believe, <gasps> going to be in the last three episodes of the oh, season. Yes. Yes. We get the, David Anders with an episode, and oh, he was not. Now, evil. did David Anders have a British accent? No, but that's... James does. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I feel like all the shows that don't that don't use David Anders using his Julian Sark accent is just a waste of him. And why would they do that? <laughs> exactly. It's Jay is also in an episode. Oh, wow. So it's like a million people. Okay. So yeah, I need to watch that show. Get I need to watch it. that. I know I'm ridiculous. Um, that'll be my next project. Although I actually, well, my next project is bomb girls. And then after bomb girls, um, I'm going to, I'll try to watch warehouse 13. Hopefully it's on Netflix. Yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, do you have you been watching The Americans? I am behind on The Americans. Okay. Work has just been killing me, and it's taking me forever to get caught up with, on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, the finale is next week, so there's only oh. one more episode left. I have been really into it. Um, I'm loving The Americans, and I thought this season of Justified was really good. Like, I feel like FX yeah. is is doing really well right now. I love FX. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they are. Except except for that show you you blog about that I don't watch. <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> anger management. Don't you vlog about? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Don't you do anger management recaps? Oh, I, as I like typically... a, a is this like a some form of self punishment, like immolation, where well, ha, you just feel you like been, you hate yourself? And have so, have you been reading the recaps? Like I, I only read this... like a couple of them. I didn't read I, a lot of them. I find the show like fascinating. It's like an anomaly, really. Just a black hole of suck. When like, if the writers <laughs> tried, they could make a good show or at least a really weird show. And it's just I like. I find it fascinating. I was, I even wrote a post like, if I was still in college, this would probably, I'd probably write a thesis on this show because it's just so fascinating to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll read more of your recaps of it. I, I, I don't know if I want to watch it because I don't want to support it, but don't, I will. Don't watch it. <laughs> I'll, Although, I'll track your, your posts. I guess I've kind of stopped uh, at least writing about it or taking a break because all the TV is currently mm. dead, but. Oh, okay. So I'm lucky for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so watch it, but I'm not writing about it right now. Yeah. So. Ooh, and do you watch Scandal? Yeah, so. Okay. Because Scandal comes back tonight. I'm really excited. Um, I I feel like my kind of obsession with the show has kind of snuck up on me. At first, I was like kind of begrudgingly liking it because yeah. it's like, oh, Shonda Rhimes. She, it's very like manipulative in terms of the way she goes with her drama. But then now I'm just so in love with Olivia Pope. And so I love everything. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So I'm excited for a new episode tonight. And I feel like my excitement about a lot of shows I used to be excited about, like Vampire Diaries, Supernatural, is kind of like way down there. These days I'm not. It's just upsetting me. I'm just not. I mean, other than the Elijah Catherine uh, amazingness of their existence and togetherness, (laughs) uh, I, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's a good, like, temperature, uh, taking your temperature of kind of what you're into right now. Anything else you want to add before we go into our... Uh, let's see. I don't know uh, how many people listening watch or watch Southland, depending on whether or not it gets renewed, but you should go and watch Southland. Okay. <laughs> see, I haven't seen Southland. I know it has Ryan Atwood in it. Yes. Ryan but... Atwood and... He is amazing. I have heard he is really amazing that, but I'm not as I really don't like cop shows. Yep. Um 
But you'll maybe love it. I'll like it. Yeah. I swear you'll love it. Because even though, because Continuum, I like it even though it's a cop show because it has time travel. So maybe I like Southland. But Rachel Nichols is the worst cop ever. <laughs> <laughs> but she has magical technology. She gets to touch her suit and magical things happen. So that's, that's why she's allowed to be the worst cop ever. Has technology. <laughs> she's to like help. it's okay that I'm just going into this um, completely without backup because my my suit will protect me from six bullets. So it's okay. I can be a bad <laughs> cop. She could just go in there, follow no. If the following, if on the following they had Rachel Nichols um, uh, <laughs> technology, then we wouldn't have to yell at the FBI every week because they could just have her suit and it would make up for their lack of, you know, any type of training. Exactly. But yeah, the following. I, I do watch the following. I do a I do a recap show. Um, but it's I'm sort of on that too. It's but an I, exercise in you know frustration that show because I had such high hopes for it. Yes, the pilot was so good. I thought, um, but then it just you know it just becomes one of those things where once you fixate on how stupid everybody is, it's like that's all you can think about. <laughs> exactly. At least it has Sean Ashmore's face. I mean, it does. That's, that's a pro. It, that's a pro, and I do like that. Even though, like, even though um, Natalie Zia can't stop getting kidnapped, that <laughs> she's still like, first of all, looking amazing, and second of all, not listening to one thing her murderous husband says, even when it's going to get her killed, and she's like stabbing him all the time. So you know that's fun. Yes, I, I love Natalie Zia, and I wish her nothing but the best. So basically, not this show, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe she can get killed off, and then she can go do a show, you know, on the quality of Justified, but with a better character than Winona. I, I yeah. Winona started off me liking liking her, but then they took her. I think it's because they knew she wasn't going to be on anymore, so then they mm-hmm. just yeah. put her down a, a road. But, anyways, okay, moving on. Let's talk about Buffy and Angel. One Let's. thing I wanted to ask you about is how you got into Buffy. Like, if you watched it live back in the 90s or whether you watched it later. Like, how did you get into Buffy? I guess I, I watched basically the last two seasons of Buffy Live, which you would think I would have them in higher regard then, I guess, but not really. Um, <laughs> no, I much- feel like people who watch them live like them less because um, it, it's almost, you know, like when you marathon something, yeah. how you can st- you can kind of overlook some of the flaws because you watch it all in a row. Whereas if you had to wait every, a week in between all those crappy episodes in <laughs> season seven, I, I can understand why, why you'd be pissed off if you had to like wait in between. Whereas it doesn't bother me as much because I got to speed through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically it started the summer before season six, like I guess syndication just uh wb local channel is just doing buffy season five reruns and like the first two episodes i ever caught like of buffy ever were uh the replacement and uh i was made to love you and i was basically hooked on the show from then on which one's the replacement is that is that That, a buffy episode two no, that's a Xander's evil twin. <gasps> oh, yeah. The yeah, one that, that has a, his real-life twin in it. Yeah, that was my first ever episode of Buffy. Oh, my God. I don't like that episode. And then, Oh, I'm a fan of that episode. Yeah, it's probably because you like Xander. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I know. I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down my controversial Xander opinions in there. Don't tell an anybody. Ex- Shh, no, that's just actually not controversial. <laughs> me oh, liking really? Xander, me liking Xander is the controversial thing. Well, I feel like most people like him, but maybe there's, like, a loud contingent on the internet. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, we're, like, loud people on the internet that are... Yeah. Um, loud people. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, The Replacements and I Was Made to Love You. I, I Was Made to Love You is the first um, robot episode, right? Yeah. 
That's the one that has um, uh, Warren makes that uh, April the, the robot makes yeah. April. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fascinating. That's an interesting combo of episodes to see, and you're like, you're like <laughs> and I think maybe I the next episode I saw was the gift. Maybe. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, me were and the fam were like, season six, we're watching. Yeah, were they promoting it a lot since you started season six? Like Buffy, obviously she died in the season five finale, um, and then you know I know I've seen I was I was not a Buffy fan back then. I never watched it. I thought the name sounded stupid. I was stupid. <laughs> um, I. I, you know, I watched Beverly Hills 90210, and yet I had I had the audacity to call that show stupid. Um, like, I was just like, ugh, I can't believe people would watch that. Um, so did you see a lot of stuff like, this this fall, Buffy rises from the dead? Yeah, I would see all those, like, those promos <laughs> and, like, Spike and Dawn promos. And, and wasn't that also when they moved networks? Yeah, that was the UPN. And, and we it, didn't actually... We didn't actually have UPN at that time, so our affiliate was still showing it on the WB. Oh, just really? Like, okay. Just on, just not on like the Tuesday night it would air, like on a different night. Oh, okay. Maybe back when they when remember there used to be the WB Big Sunday, and they would like show all the reruns or something, right? Yeah. So yeah, because our we didn't have UPN yet. We had to wait like maybe a year to get it like for season seven. So we got UPN. Okay. Okay, cool. And so then did you start watching Angel at the same time because Angel was going on at that time? Yeah, like a couple um, episodes in, I started watching Angel. So like the first episode of Angel I ever saw was Fredless. Fredless. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. And then, and then luckily FX had was just starting to show uh, Buffy like reruns. They were just starting. So that's how I was able to catch up mostly for Buffy. Okay. So it finally just started to get into syndication at that point. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so then um, you were watching both those shows. At what point did you get, like, really into it and get obsessed with it? I bas- basically, as soon as I started watching them, okay. it's like, I just need to watch it all the time. And thankfully, FX was showing it all the time. <laughs> very awesome. Very awesome. And, like, me, I, did, I actually watched Firefly first. Mm-hmm. And it was Firefly that inspired me to go back and, and give Buffy a chance because... I watched Firefly and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Obviously, Joss Whedon's a genius, and so I need to watch everything he's ever written. And, and you so finally realized back. Buffy was necessary. Yeah, so I watched Buffy, and I remember, like, you know, the pilot. So this is the thing that's really tricky about Buffy. Um, I, I just recently showed the Buffy pilot to a 16-year-old, and, and it's really hard, those first few episodes, to get teenagers into it now in, like, 2013 because the, like, production quality is so low. Mm-hmm. You know, like... The fashion and the makeup and just you gotta really, like really the, the special really warm effects. Them. Yeah, you've gotta really. So that's what I did because then it won't seem as bad if you like really warn them. Yeah. So, um, like at that's- first, I think it took me like I was enjoying it. I was watching it fine. Like I just kind of was going through it, like you know, watching an episode with breakfast, watching an episode with lunch, kind of going through. And then it wasn't until season two when um, Angel lost his soul and uh, the episode Innocence, where I basically said oh my gosh, I need to buy this entire season of DVD so I can watch it all. Because I think I had been Netflixing it like on the discs back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Remember back when we used to do that? Um, <laughs> and before they had all the instant stuff. And so then yeah. I was just like, I bought the entire series because after I watched that episode, I was so hooked on the show. But it took me it took me that far because I was watching it all in order, like I, you know, from season one. Um and then it's funny though. Now when I look back at season one, I really enjoy season one, even though yeah. at the time it didn't like hook me the same way. Now when I go back, now that I love the characters, it's like I love everything about season one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a couple good stories actually about like making people watch season one. 
One of them is uh, like my friend in college. She basically only knew uh, David Boreanaz from Bones, and she's like, "He's hot." Oh, sure, I'll watch Angel and Buffy. So that was easy to get her to watch. But like, she really like honestly knew nothing about the shows, like zero things. So we're watching the episode Angel on Buffy, and as soon as it's revealed that Angel's a vampire, she screams. She oh, like wow. she freaked the hell out because oh, wow. she had no idea that he was a vampire. She's oh. like, I just thought he was a vampire hunter. See, that's so good for to not be spoiled on that and to like be able to to have that surprise. Yeah. Because I think some stuff, it's a little hard to surprise people because it's kind of become part of the pop culture. Like if somebody went and watched it now, they probably would already know, you know, yeah. um, enough stuff that like, you know, and they might just be like, wait, I thought Willow was gay. Why is she liking boys? You know, like they be like confused because they know like certain things of pop culture. Yeah, she did know that. She knew that okay. Willow is a lesbian. That was one thing she knew. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. How do so you know that? Like, but now that Angel's a vampire, come on. <laughs> well, you know, David Boreanaz is so—he's so young in that like when he, that first season. He's so skinny. Um, like a baby. It's such a little baby. I I love it. I love those those early Angel those early Angel episodes. <laughs> And I'm currently doing a rewatch of Buffy right now because uh, uh, one of the girls at my mom's work, she runs a group home for teen girls. Like, we bonded because she, like, watched Angel because she saw it on TNT a bunch, so she knew it, but she'd never seen Buffy. So I brought Buffy, by, like, by the house so she could watch it because she knew nothing about Buffy. She just knew Angel. So she's seeing it. She's, like, seeing how Angel's, like, so small and he's so young. And, like, <laughs> she, she could barely recognize, like, she, she knew Cordelia. She recognized her. And she, like she was just like I don't this is amazing I'm like just I had to remind her it's like really campy it's super nineties yeah. but it's worth and it. and just wait till she sees Wesley in his Sunnydale yeah because he's a completely different person in Sunnydale versus when we see him on you know at Wolf yeah. and Heart and, <laughs> and she seems to be really enjoying it and that's yeah great. oh that's so awesome I love getting oh. people into into Buffy it's like my favorite thing um, yeah. Getting people into Buffy, getting people into Firefly, getting people into Angel, basically introducing them to, you know, Whedon uh, is just, you know, my favorite thing. In in college, uh, for my friends, like, mostly, I would just be like, I would turn on Buffy or Angel, like, on my laptop, because it's how we would usually watch TV, and i just make them watch it. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> And, and honestly, that's kind of the best way. Like, you, you kind of have to force it on people because then it's like a lot of times you just say, oh, there's this really great show and they might not watch it. But if it's actually there and they see it, then they'll realize like, oh, wow, yeah. it's so amazing. And um, so in terms of like your favorite shows, where would you rank Buffy in like sort of the pantheon of, of, of your favorite shows or of the great shows? I, I always say Buffy and Angel. I just put them together. Like, that's my favorite show of all time. Okay. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I would say I would say the same. Um uh, because, like, you know, sometimes I'm like, wait, is Buffy, is Firefly better? Or Buffy all that better? But I feel like Buffy just had so much more of a chance to expand. Um, and, like, there's just so much more that it was able to do because it did have all those seven seasons. And so, ultimately, I would say Buffy is my favorite show. And Angel as well. And the thing is, like, I think in some ways, Angel, if we were going to compare the two shows, like, in some ways, Angel is a better show because it's, like, it has higher production quality right from the get-go. Like, it yeah. doesn't have a, a season one that like that, you know, mm -hmm. like the Buffy season one. And then it also, I think most of its seasons are are pretty strong. But then there, there are those arcs that are horrible, like mm -hmm. Connor, 
Um, we'll, we'll talk that. And, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I love them both. And, and I have to say in terms of like, of the characters, like Wesley and Fred and Cordelia, like probably my favorite characters out of the whole universe are like, are probably Buffy, Wesley, Fred, and Cordelia. So only one of those is, is only on Buffy <laughs> and the rest <laughs> of them are all on Angel. <laughs> Yeah. In terms of my favorite characters, because it's where I usually get in trouble. Because I would say uh, that Angel, I think overall, is a much better show than Buffy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can respect that opinion, but there are some people that do, just don't think it's as good. They think it's like a down, uh, a laying down, and I think that that's a mistake. I, yeah, they I don't feel like appreciate what yeah, kind of I, show it is. I feel like as the years go by, people are starting to see Angel more like like in higher regard. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I, I just remember when it used to be like it was just Buffy and Angel was like it kind of like yeah. the redheaded stepchild compared to yeah. It. And the thing about Angel too is even though it did technically get canceled, I feel like it went out on a high note. Like I feel like it's one of my favorite series finales ever. Yeah. I think, and I, I don't, I don't know how you feel about season five, but I love season five so much. And so I feel like it got to leave on a high note versus a lot of people, you know, didn't like season seven of Buffy. They have problems with it. I don't dislike it as much as other people, but I think. Angel had went out on a higher note, perhaps, than Buffy did. Yeah, I'd know? say I love season five. I, I think I love every season of Angel, but I think it's actually vastly overrated. Season like, five is overrated? Yeah, I think season five of Angel is overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that I love about it is I am obsessed with Wes- Wesley and Fred, okay? Like, I... <laughs> I am not, you know, I don't, I don't really ship anything much, you know, Buffy and Angel, whatever, Buffy and Spike, whatever. Um, you know, I don't get that invested in it, but like Wesley and Fred, I've been like invested in them ever since Fred or Wesley started crushing on Fred when she first got there. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just love all that stuff. Like with, and with Illyria, I love Illyria. Yes. So season five, I do like. And plus, Harmony gets to do more. I mean, I, they could have used her better, but... And they yeah. could have used Spike better, but... Um, it, I think because of those elements, it ends up being, like, one of my favorite seasons. Although, the sat on the on the negative note, there's no Lila, and Lila was the best. Lila was the best. I think a lot of my problem is the fact that it's just, uh, you know, episode of the week mostly. It's not as serialized, and I kind of I kinda love my angel, like, serialized. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about it. And, you know... It doesn't get serialized, I guess, till the, till the back half of the season yeah. when we get into all that, like, circle of the thorns nonsense. Yeah. It's like, because for all my problems with season four, like... I love how serialized it is, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, of course, the network hated that. Because <laughs> yeah. networks hate having, uh, you know, audiences have to think and remember things. Yeah. So, And this is like, um, was it Wesley Fred, I don't ship them as much as you do, especially in this rewatch. I don't think like, anyone ships as much as I do. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's I just have an unhealthy obsession with them. It's but very upsetting. I guess Wesley Fred in season five, I, I see and I, like, I like... And, and there Wesley, is that beautiful tragedy with them. Yeah. I think that's the other thing I love. It's I love really how tragic, sad their story is. I love all this. I love sad stories. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you love Joss. <laughs> I just want unhappiness. Always. Like, remember when we did, um, I found this one file when I was looking for my Buffy notes. I found this file for when we did that Buffy Valentine's Day marathon, like the Love yeah. Sucks, um, where we picked basically the saddest episodes, the most heartbreaking <laughs> episodes of Buffy to watch on Valentine's Day. Yes. And I realized like all the really horrible ones are my favorite, like the ones that are really <laughs> sad and heartbreaking. And so that's, I love the storylines where it's just so utterly heartbreaking, you know. And- and I guess that's part of the reason why I love Angel so much is because it's just, it's really unhappy and depressing. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like, really horrible. 
with Buffy, like at the end of the day, you know, everyone's happy. But except for, I guess, in the GIF, that's like the, the saddest ending for Buffy, really. But at the end of Angel season finale, like Angel season finale, they might not all be happy, not even a little happy. It's just more pain and suffering. Yeah. Well, there's like this resign, there's like this resignation in Angel where it, it all fits that sort of morality of like, okay, today was horrible, but that was great. You know, like, like th- 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 there's this kind of, um, like, even if things are really hard, they kind of like, that's as good as it's going to get for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have this, this idea that, um, you know, life is hard, but we're just going to keep going at it. And that's what makes it good. That yeah. we can keep going. You know, there's there's kind of and there's something kind of inspiring about that. There, there's a little bit of hopefulness in that, but it is, you know, it's definitely not a happy, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. exactly. So depressing. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty tragic, and it goes a little darker. One of the things I like about Angel versus Buffy is the demon morality um, is a lot more complex. Yeah, I feel definitely. like Buffy's morality, even though it has darkness in the show. Is a, there's a very simple morality, you know. She's saving the world, and she'll she'll do anything in order to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Angel, it's like they also have to worry about: well, is it wrong to kill these demons because <laughs> maybe they're not so bad? And yeah, like oh, should I? You know, what about humans? Like, there's even Angel. Like that one of my favorite Angel moments, which we'll I'll just say it now, is like when Angel leaves, um, locks Drusilla and Darla in the in the wine cellar with Wolfram and Hart lawyers, yeah, and it's just definitely. like, have at it. He's totally fine with them killing humans. Yeah, um, Buffy part- could never do that. You know, yeah. so there's a more there's a darker morality, um, you know, in it. Yeah, and it's part of, you know, the whole redemption thing being, like, a big part of Angel. Like, that was never really a big part of Buffy, you know? Yeah, she didn't have to do any any redeeming because she was just, you know, she'd always been a hero since she was 15, you know, and she's yeah. saving the world. I mean, there is some redemption story in the sense of, like, half her friends turn evil, but they don't right. really have to go through a lot of redemption. They kind of just say, I'm sorry, and then get welcome back in. Like, like much, Willow yeah. destroys the world almost, and then is like, she has a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, therapy in the, you know, on a horse farm in, in England. And then she comes back <laughs> and everything's okay. And, you know, uh, what uh, Xander calls a demon that kills a bunch of people. And everyone's like, oh, oops. And then uh, Anya goes back to being a vengeance demon. And then they're like, okay, fine. Be a friend again. Okay. They kind of just... It- yeah, and listen. Andrew was in a trio ruining Buffy's life oh, like, yeah. the whole season, but then he he's wacky. So, <laughs> I, like, I really don't like Andrew. <gasps> yeah, you don't like. Oh my god, that's the most I, shocking thing I've ever heard you say. I, I'm like, wow. I just can't get over it. Like, wow. It was just the fact, I guess, that wow. you know he's funny and he's feminine, so he's no threat. I just. Uh, I mean, I like him more than Warren, that's for sure. Well, everybody's better than Warren. <laughs> um, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, the gosh. only one in that trio I ever felt bad for was Jonathan. Oh, poor Jonathan. I did always love Jonathan. But, oh, gosh, I love Andrew. I think it's just, you know, Storyteller, the episode Storyteller, um, I guess, which you probably hate since you don't like Andrew. Well, the, thing is, the problem is that I like the episode, but I wish it wasn't Andrew's episode, first just... of all. And I wish Buffy had killed him, but then I'm like, this isn't Angel, so she won't. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I really like... love him. And you know what's, but you know what's kind of weird is, like, in the comics right now, he's, like, totally a watcher now. 
Yeah. So I, weird. I'm, like, I, I was kind of surprised um, they put him to such, um, a, like, such a position of responsibility where he's, like, in charge of all these slayers now. Yeah, I feel like he shouldn't um, be in charge of anything. No, I really don't think he should be. You know, he could be in charge of the Zima. The Maybe Z, he was, you know, he could be, like, you know, do the grocery shopping. But other than that, I don't think he should... Maybe I would hate him less if they had just kept him as a super minor character post-season six. Like, super, super minor. Never really even mentioned him at all. <laughs> See, I, I love him. And I, I the act, Tom Link is so adorable. Um, I don't know. I'm not anti-Tom It's okay. Tom We're allowed to disagree. It's okay. <laughs> I'll just like Andrew enough for the both of us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, have any of, have you, since you've been doing the rewatch, and I'm sure you've done a bazillion other rewatches, like me, um, you know, I've watched the series a million times, uh, even though I started late, I've made up for lost time. Have you noticed that any of your opinions have changed upon rewatch? Because I really was noticing in my latest rewatch that I was, like, having some different opinions about stuff. Yeah, because uh, I'm technically doing, like, three rewatches, like I said, the Buffy one, with the girl at work, you know, to teach her the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started my own rewatch of Angel, and I'm, like, in season three right now, and it's about to get to sleep tight, and I'm going to have, like, so many emotions. Oh, my gosh. And I love that episode. I think I wrote a recap of that one on my website, which I've never written, like, barely anything about those shows, <laughs> but I think I did one for that. Yeah. And I'm it's doing such a good Wesley episode. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with Wesley. And Angel season five, rewatch with my brother, because he wanted to watch Angel season five, so I'm like, okay, I'll watch with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. And I'm just finding as I watch the shows more and more, it's, I'm starting to, like, I'm really liking Spike less. I mean, I still enjoy yeah. Spike, but he just upsets me so much, especially yeah. af- after seeing Red. Like, yep. I can't, I you can't know, abide by him. I feel like it's, oh, thank, I'm glad you mentioned that. I feel like that's one of the biggest problems with, and, and it's one of those things where it's almost like, it's not even like I even blame Spike for it, because uh, I feel like. Though I, I blame the writers for making that decision, like so, so seriously. Like I'm so just... mad at the way the writers handled seeing Red. Um, yeah, I'm very. I don't think it served any of the characters in a good way. Yeah, uh, it, and we're talking about the attempted rape. Um, oh yeah, we are. And now, the but the biggest thing for me is now when I rewatch, I just can't, like when I first watched Buffy, my very first time. I thought Buffy and Spike were hot. Like, they had some really hot scenes together. Like, it was, you know, like, Meanwhile, you're like, I can't believe they showed this on, the, on this WB or this, you know. Yeah, I'm, like, like I'm completely uncomfortable first time watching, especially since Buffy had been, like, family time. So I'm watching oh, it with my mother. Oh, no. And my, oh, okay. My two younger siblings. <laughs> that would be totally uncomfortable yeah, to, like, I, watch with. I'm like, the oldest yeah. of three, and I was, like, in eighth grade at the time of that. So like, There's even, like, one where they're, like, having sex in the club, yep. like, in the middle of all those people behind, behind you know, the fast yeah. food restaurant in the alley. I mean, like, it, you know, they really went there with that. And, but, I mean, I thought it was hot at the time. But now, because of after seeing Red, it's just I can never – I can't embrace that anymore. It's like it just it totally it totally colors that whole relationship now. Like I just can't look at it and um in the same way. And, and it I it, so I just feel like yeah, it does make me like Spike less. And then there's a one there's this one joke that I used to think was really funny where they used to do a joke where every time Spike was like when Spike couldn't perform vamp, vampire wise, they made a joke kind of like of not performing sexually, yeah. you know? There's this really hilarious thing with, like, Spike and Willow where that's kind of going on. Except that now 
when you actually think about it, you're like, oh my god, this is totally like a rape scene. They're using rape humor in this scene where he's trying to kill her, and you're like, oh, this is so horrible. And it's just like, it kind of just gives you a bad taste in your mouth about his character. It makes you so uncomfortable. And it's just like everything, even post the rape, like the fact that when he gets his soul, I feel like soul spike is not that much different and i don't want spike you know like brooding but i just want him to feel a lot worse about all the bad things he did and i feel like he doesn't except for like the little insanity in the beginning yeah he went first. crazy for a couple episodes in a basement but i laid always, himself like, really on a cross the and then he kind of yeah. i mean on the one hand i kind of liked that they didn't go too far because we didn't want him to be angel like i yeah. kind of like that he's so different than angel that he handles it differently like I feel like it's supposed to be that he does feel bad. It's just that he's not going to brood about it the way Angel does. Um, but it, I, I think they could have they could have uh, executed that in a better way. Especially since we know Spike, just even even as a vampire, he's like really emotional. Like it should have affected him a lot more. Like he's really in touch with his feelings, especially when yeah. he's human. Yeah, like, he kind of already acted like he had a soul when he he acted like he had a soul before he had a soul. Mm-hmm. Um, which he was always kind of that way. He always had more ability to love and he was always more emotional. And it was almost like, like you said, like having a soul didn't really change him that much other than somehow it was supposed to allow us to forgive him for the rape. But I, I don't feel like it does that. But at the same time, the other problem I have, in addition to it making their relationship gross, the whole rape thing, um, I also feel like it was just so badly handled because... Buffy abused him so terribly. Like, she's, first of all, she's stronger than Spike. Okay? She's much stronger than Spike. And she was very abusive to him. She beat him to a pulp multiple times. um, And he was desperately in love with her. And then in a scene where, and they had a very violent sexual relationship. Like, that was consensual. They had a, you know, they, like, broke down a building a couple times every time they had sex, right? I mean, they, they had a violent relationship. So then... There's one scene where he wants to he wants to hook up and she doesn't. He doesn't understand that she's saying no until he takes it a little like he, they don't even as soon as he realizes that she's actually saying no. And I'm not excusing it, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't think that's an excuse. But <laughs> but this is just the writing of the way it happens in the writing is as soon as he realizes it, he he backs away immediately and is like Oh my god, I would never do that. Like so he's acting like he has a soul in that moment because he's regretting and he feels guilty and um like so then he didn't actually attempt to rape her. He attempted to have sex with her and as soon as he realized that she said no, then he stopped. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. Um and you know it it just the way it happens it's just so it's just so it's it just, just, ugh, it just doesn't work in the way that their relationship is because, like, I think a couple episodes before, like, she literally beat him to a bloody pulp um, when they are sexual partners. Like, she abused, you know, so then it's, it's like... It's just an abusive relationship. Yeah, so it was just levels, abusive like, on so many levels. And it was, so then, yeah. So it just, it didn't, it was just, yeah. I, I can't expl- express exactly what I'm trying to say, but yeah. It just didn't, it was not... Uh, I just wish uh, yeah. they would have acknowledged that neither of them were really in love with each other. Yeah. Like, she or it was damaging for both of them. Yeah. Like, it, but instead, Spike gone. kind of, Spike st- lo- looks at it now as, oh, I did wrong, and so I need to repent and um, get a soul and, like, maybe be worthy of Buffy rather than realizing Buffy's horrible for him. Like, yeah. And she, obviously, he's horrible for her, but, I mean, like, it's both goes both ways. Like, they're both horrible for each other. Yeah. They both treated each other horribly. Um, it was just an unhealthy relationship. 
in so many ways, but I don't know. We're, hopefully we won't make the Spuffy shippers mad. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so easy to make them mad. Me and Kayla made them mad once. Maybe on they won't Tumblr find this. Web- and- Maybe they won't find the, the this. Uh- <laughs> I'm going to post this on Tumblr and specifically tag Spuffy. You're horrible. Oh, yes. no. I'm going to get like attacked. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, as long as we don't talk about Lost Girl and say anything bad about Lauren, because I hear that's really a way to get pissed off, get people pissed off at you on the internet. Uh, yeah, have you been seeing like the comments I've been getting? They have They must have been rather tame recently. Yeah, because by the way, um, I don't like Lauren. Um, Good. Yeah, and but what's so funny is I I do some hosting on uh, on Variety Radio Online. I do a scandal show, a following show, and Game of Thrones. But there are some girls that do a Lost Girl um, one, and they had a, a, gu- a girl and a guy. And they did an interview with Anna Silk. And in their interview with Anna Silk, it came up that one of the hosts who was asking the questions doesn't like Lauren. And people on the internet went bananas at them. Like, <laughs> calling them unprofessional and drunk and, and, <laughs> and, like, saying all this horrible stuff. Like, I listened to the interview. There was nothing, like, bad in the interview at all. Like, it wasn't even, like, very negative about Lauren. It was just sort of like, well, I have to admit, I still can't forgive Lauren for what she did and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was, like, a very tame dislike of Lauren. Um, (laughs) Any insult of Lauren. And then it was, like, all this stuff calling, like, there's, like, get attacked at being, like, um, uh, homophobic and, you know, you get, like, attacked for, like, if you say any, you know. That's the, the crazy side of fandom. Uh you know, seems Sadly, to come out. That is the majority of the uh, Lost Girl fandom. Yeah, but, you know, I, I since I wasn't part of the fandom, t- I, like, marathoned the show so quickly, I watched it all, and, you know, on my los- all my lonesome, you know, in my own room, <laughs> and I didn't go on the internet till I was done. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize, like, I'm trying to search Tumblr for Dyson gifts, and I'm like, why isn't the internet as obsessed with Dyson as I am? I'm so in love with Dyson! Where are all the Dyson gifts? And then I, like, stumble upon the fact that everything is, like, doc- um, what do they call it? Docubus? Docubus. I call it Borin. <laughs> boring <laughs> yes boring <laughs> um yeah pretty much yeah that's a good one yeah so apparently like that's a big thing in the in the lost girl fandom and i was like wow okay I, it never would have occurred to me because i'm just thinking oh my god dice is the hottest thing i've ever seen and nobody <laughs> apparently the rest of the fandom does not agree i yep and if i say if, if i tell anybody about it apparently that i'm i'm very horrible person so i will get cyberbullied <laughs> Yeah, so, anyways, so please forgive us, anyone who's listening. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, if, so if you're not, so, so that was one of the things you noticed, not liking Spike as much. Anything else you noticed? Did it change your opinion about Dawn? Do you like Dawn more? Do you like Dawn more? I'm middle of the road with Dawn. Me too, me too. I'm middle of the road, and I feel... But I don't ever, I never connect with her. I never like her, but I never really hate her either. I just feel like, why does I, she exist? I think she's mostly well-written, especially in season five. She's the annoying little sister. Like, I mean, I make fun of her, get out, get out, get out. But it's, she's still, I think, basically well-written, well-acted by Michelle Trachtenberg. Season six, well, she's annoying, but I don't really like much of anything about season six. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and season seven, she's one of the few likable things I guess. Yeah. She's just there, though, so. Yep, and now in the comics, she's hooking up with Xander. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense, you know, because she always had a crush on him. 
and somebody has to love Xander. So. And it's not like he's that much older than her, really, so. No, I mean, really, she's way older than him because she's an ancient key, so. Exactly. <laughs> Always remember, she's the key. She's the key, yeah. I, my thing about Dawn is I just don't like her, but I don't hate her, and so I feel really uncomfortable about Dawn hate. Like, I did, did you go to the, did you go to the Buffy sing-along at Comic-Con? Yeah. Okay. So shut up, Don. Everybody is it gets like so vicious about anytime Don comes on screen, they're like, Shut up, Don. We hate you, Don. Like if she doesn't <laughs> anything and there's like this yelling. And then I started to feel like uncomfortable. Like I I want to protect her or something because everybody <laughs> hates her so much. So even though I don't like her at all, I was like feeling like sometimes that happens, like characters that are hated it makes me like them more because then I want to protect them from the hatred. <laughs> <laughs> so so even though I still feel like I don't think she's as well written as maybe you think, but I feel like it could have gone a good, maybe a good direction, but I don't think it was the best. Some of the writing choices with the way she was introduced were not the best. Like, I know they wanted to surprise us and make it like a mystery and shock us, but ultimately I just spent a couple episodes being, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Did somebody like forget what they wrote last season? Like what's going on? And then, you know, what's... Once I figured it out, I realized, and I know there's, like, you know, foreshadowing to it and blah, 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 if you pay attention. But for me, for, like, a few episodes, I'm just thinking, what the hell is going on on this show? All of a sudden, Buffy has a sister. Has nobody seen the show before? Did they get new writers? Like, (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? And I feel like, honestly, the part was written for a younger younger person. And I know that that was actually the fact. And so... That's definitely a problem in, like, the beginning. Yeah. And then later, I felt a little bit frustrated with how much... In terms of, I'm always a little, I feel like I have high standards for sibling relationships on TV shows. Like, I want them to really feel like they really are siblings. And I know, like, not every sibling relationship's the same, but I have, like, a million sisters. So I just never felt like the Buffy and Dawn sibling relationship was quite what it, was quite what it should have been or something. I don't know. It was, like, more like they were telling us they were close rather than showing us that they were close. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, if we had seen Dawn in seasons one through four, maybe we would have known. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But I don't know. There just was... There's just a certain... I don't know. And I I know she's a younger sister, so she's babying her. But I feel like even if you have a younger sister, you don't, like, baby them as much as... I don't know. Like, when Buffy was 15, she was out slaying vampires. And then she's acting like Dawn can't do anything. And Well, Dawn can't really do anything. Well, that's true. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and the other thing about Dawn that was really disappointing was <clears throat> oh sorry my voice um, was remember how at the end of season 6 and the world gets saved by the yellow crayon and <laughs> Dawn and Buffy like get out of that cave that they were in they were like underground or something and Buffy's like oh the world's so beautiful I want to show it to you um, <laughs> and then drops plot point forever Never happens. Nothing well, ever happens with that. So I feel like it could have been really cool. Like, oh, now we're finally going to involve Dawn and make things cool. But instead, it just was back to the status quo. Well, of course it was a drop plot line. Buffy had a lot of speeches to give in season seven, okay? <laughs> she has a, a lot, lot of, speeches. of speeches. She didn't have the time. The good part is that they make that a, a plot point in season seven, that she has all the speeches. Like, they're like, yeah, we're sick of your speeches. <laughs> Yeah, because I, yeah, every episode has a speech. That's why I think Don really should have become a potential slayer, especially when season five's whole thing was the whole it's Summer's blood and she's made of basically part of Buffy, right? That's yeah, like she should have been a slayer, like potential slayer because of that, and the fact that she wasn't kind of pissed me off. 
Yes, yes. And I feel like um, one thing I've been thinking about a lot is in terms of these, like, secondary human characters on Supernatural shows, like these sidekick-type roles, um, there are ways to make them awesome, even if they don't have cool powers, you know? Like, look at Kenzie on Lost Girl, how even though she is human, she can go take a chainsaw. She can do out-of-the-box thinking with as a human and grab a chainsaw and go cut down a Norn's tree in order yeah. to get what she wants because you don't have to be Supernatural to be smart. You know, <laughs> so I feel like they, there's a lot of shows where they could there's a lot of moments in Buffy where like somebody like Xander or somebody like Dawn, um, instead of being shown how weak they are or just being told, oh, you're strong because you're the heart of the group, blah, 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 <laughs> make me want to throw up. They could actually like make them do something that's like, you know, shows that they're like, that, you know, just mm-hmm. being a human doesn't make you, you know, a, a total like d- boring thing. Like, there's a lot of shows that just have humans on them and actually are interesting. That is true. That's just how works. <laughs> Sometimes humans aren't the, aren't the wet blankets of everything, you know? So I just think they could have they could have done more interesting things with her other than have her, like, date that guy with the Letterman jacket and all that. <laughs> all those stupid plot points that she had. Um, Whatever. So, yeah. So, we're both middle of the road, Dawn. Uh, other opinions that changed was when I first watched season five, well, first of all, I, I, after watching the first three seasons, I feel like season two and three are kind of tied for being the best seasons of Buffy. Yeah, I agree. Like, they're the best seasons. I only put two slightly above three just because Innocence is such above all my favorite episode that I just put, and, and I love when, also when Buffy kills Angel at the end of season two, like I love that whole arc, but really three has my, probably the the highest number of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was looking at three and I'd say maybe there's only one really bad episode in three and that's like uh, Beauty and the Beast. So I'd say that's the worst episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so good. It's such a solid season. Season three Se- is so solid. Um, yeah. Season two has really great moments, but yeah. it has a little iffy it, episodes. It does have, it ha- you know, Inca Mummy Girl is a season two episode, not a season one episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? And then there's a bunch of others. It doesn't season, go what fish. about that? Um, oh, Go Fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and th- th- there's this, there's the reptile, yeah, reptile boy and go fish. I get those confused, and they're both horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, season two has bad. Yeah, so season two and three are like the best ones. And then I remember after watching season three, then you go into season four, and I remember really feeling like season four was 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 lesser when I watched it the first time. Now going back and rewatching, I like season four more than I used to, and I like season five less than I did. I felt like when I was first watching through, like, season four is, you know, goes down, then season five, things really pick up, and I remember speeding through season five so fast, because, like, I just need to know what happened next, you know, with, like, the key and glory and all that stuff. But then when I watch it again, I feel like there's a lot of weak points in season five, rewatching it, and then season four has some really awesome stuff, even though I hate the initiative, and I hate Riley, and there's so much nonsense with the school... There are some really awesome season four thing, mainly the Faith arc when Faith comes back, because I'm obsessed with those episodes. Yes. Um, I love that stuff when they switch bodies. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, good. I agree. Uh, I would say, actually, I'd still put season five over season four. I basically could go, yeah, you know, it's still two, better. three, tied, then I go five, four. And, okay. like, I, I love the Faith arc, obviously, but I always yeah. thought uh, Faith turned out to be a much better angel character, so I love yes. the arc goes when she gets there. Yes. Especially. 
Yeah, I still think season five is better than four. It's just that before, when I first watched it, I thought five was so much better than four, and I thought four was so horrible. And now, <laughs> when I'm rewatching it, I still, I would still go to, I would still put five in there. Although I like six more than you, probably. Yeah. I, he, here, you want me to say my like? Yeah, my you took your preferences. Okay, my Buffy is two three. Say that's a tie. Five four. One six seven. That's how. Unpleasant. Oh, one before six and seven. Yeah, I oh, wow. just enjoy it mostly. It, like when I get to like season six and season seven in my rewatches, it's really hard for me to even like continue the rewatch. Really. I have to say, I did when I first watched it. I love season six so much, um, and the, um, but now when I go back, like you said, because of seeing red, it does change it. Um, but there's enough. Uh, yeah, so I can totally see that. But there's but one of the things I really like about season six is. I, I think it's really interesting the way it approaches like depression, you know, like it appro- like the bad guy isn't really a bad guy. It's like life is horrible. <laughs> it's like really depressing, you know, but I, at the same time, I kind of like that. I like kind of how depressing it goes. And I like that there's a redemption arc there because, well, it's not really rede- redemption, but I like that you start off the season, Buffy is, you know, a shell of herself. And by the end of the season, she's kind of found her strength again. Um, and... So you feel like it pays off, even though she's depressed for so long. It's not like it never goes anywhere. Um, and there are a lot of episodes I really like in season six. But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And, and season one, it does have amazing rewatchability. When yeah. you go back, because there's so – you know what you don't realize is how quotable it is. Like, you go back and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, all these quotes are from season one. See? Like, it's really quotable. So maybe I should put one before that six. I don't know. I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> but it has once more with feelings, so I think that's partly why I put it. Yeah, why why I put season six, um, higher. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, then season, season, season seven, seven just really bores me. Yeah, season seven is boring. However, it does have selfless. I'm really obsessed with the episode selfless with Anya. Selfless is the best episode. It's so I think good, and you know it's Drew Goddard who wrote that. Um, yeah, and I watched. When I got the DVDs, I watched, like, all the special features after I finished the, the episodes. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that guy's a writer. He's so hot. <laughs> um, Drew Goddard. And so now that I know what he looks like from that, then as soon as I got my Cabin in the Woods DVD, I'm like, okay, let me go watch the special features so I can see Drew Goddard talk about Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> um, because, you know, uh, he's a very good-looking writer. Um, you know, he and David Benioff uh, should go hang out, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the Game of Thrones executive producers are the, yeah. are the hottest executive producers uh, on TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he wrote that episode. It's a really good episode. I feel like Anya. How do you feel about Anya? Some people I, don't like her. Some people. I love her. She's okay, one of good. My favorite, uh, characters. Yeah, she's one of my favorite too. I mean, she is just. Uh, I just love everything about Anya. And so that I like that we got to get a little more of her. And the other thing about season seven I like is I liked some of the Slayer lore, not the first Slayer stuff, but I liked that we we had the episode um, Nikki. Like we learned more about Nikki and her son, her son Robin Wood. um, Why did they name him that? I know horrible name, but uh, I liked that character even though the name was horrible. Um, And so. I, I wanted to, like, know more about – I wanted to, like, even more of that. But I really liked those two episodes that dealt with that, mm-hmm. with that story. Um, and then wasn't – what other episode in – oh, what other episode is in season seven that I really love? Oh, I do I do like the finale. Even though it's, like, there's some cheesy stuff going on, I like the, like, ending message of it all. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I like the idea 
I feel like that was kind of the perfect note to go off, even though there were problems in the season seven arc, like you said. I like the idea of like the way they dealt with power, <coughs> the way they dealt with the concept of power in the mm-hmm. season seven finale. I don't know. What do you think? I, uh, I, it was I just, really haven't, I don't think I've even really rewatched season seven since it aired, except for maybe like besides selfless and him. Cause him's ridiculous. And I, Oh my God. It, it makes <laughs> the me worst episode. <laughs> it's so okay. The worst episode is double meat palace. Well, that's true. Double meat palace is the worst I, episode. I then hate him. that episode so, 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 so much. And maybe it's storyteller, horrible. but I always stop at episode like uh, before they get to like the seal in the school. Cause I'm just like, she's not going to kill him. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Once he stops telling the stories, I'm over the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and the other one people a lot of people say they hate is beer bad, but I feel like beer bad's not as bad as I, we I think find it is. Beer bad hilarious. Yeah, I feel like it's not as bad as we think it is because first of all, uh, doesn't uh, what's his name get hit a couple times? So that's satisfying enough. Parker Abrams, yeah, my Parker love. Abrams. Oh, you. <laughs> I hope you ironically love him. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's just Adam Kaufman and those eyebrows. How can you not love him? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that's really yeah. fun to see, like, Willow um, hit it's, him and Buffy hit him, and that was It's fun. like, the difference between Beer Bad and, like, the other crappy episodes is, like, Beer Bad's never supposed to be serious, like, Reptile Boy or Inca Mummy Girl, stuff like that. Those are episodes are always, like, more serious. Beer Bad uh-huh. was clearly always a comedy episode. Right. Yeah. I can laugh about it. Yeah. Yes. And and it was, like, the drop plot point of, for a while, um... Xander was working at the bar, and I don't mm-hmm. think he ever worked there again. Did he? I'm sure he probably got <laughs> fired after he like uncovered the boss was you know turning people into cavemen. He either quit or got fired. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so those would be your least favorite. What would you say are your favorite episodes? I mean, the, first I'll just say there's kind of like recognized best episodes yeah. of the series, which are those would be. Uh, Once More with Feeling, Hush, The Body, uh, and maybe Innocence would probably be like... And also Restless. Oh, and Restless, but I hate Restless. You hate Restless? Wow. I don't like it. I know it's (laughs) supposed to... This is the thing. I know it's supposed to be really good, and I know know what they're trying to do, but it's like it's one of those things where when you can see the strings of them being artsy, it drives me nuts. Like when I can tell that they're like intentionally being artsy and I don't like dream stuff. Like that used to drive me crazy on the Sopranos. Like stop having <laughs> dreams, Tony Soprano. Stop having <laughs> dreams. I don't I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously I, I love those episodes, even restless. <laughs> Like it's the, okay. You could like. I, see, see, I do well, like the. I don't wear the cheese. The cheese wears me, or whatever that is. Because <laughs> it means nothing, so you don't have to think about it. <laughs> Unlike the rest of it, which means stuff. That one doesn't. So you don't have to be like, "What is the stupid dream meaning?" I don't care. Uh, see, I really love. Uh, it's probably my favorite episode of the show. That's not in those. You know, the pantheon of amazing episodes. Probably Passion from season two. Oh yeah. I do yeah. like passion, though I do think that David Boreanaz is not good at voiceover because he has a wooden voice. I I, um, I, I love me some David Boreanaz voiceover, even with his wooden voice. Oh, David Boreanaz. But yeah, that is a really amazing episode. Yeah. I love and it. Just one of my favorite moments, I guess, for the show is just the moment when Willow and Buffy get the call about Jenny. They just break down. Yeah. Imagine when, like, people used to care that somebody died on a show. Like... <laughs> Like, it was such a big deal. Like, that was, like, what the first – that was, like, the first major death that really, like, rocked them. Because, like, other people had died on the show where it was, like, you know, 
some random kid at the school, but this was like, that was like the first death where it was like, this really affects us. Yeah. One of their own. Well, yeah. And yeah, that was good. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Zeppo, which I'm sure you hate. Oh, I hate that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a whole episode of Xander thinking he's awesome. <laughs> I knew you would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, 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 you know, it's not that I, I don't want to hate Xander. I would, I would it's be a happier like, person nope. if I didn't, if I liked him, but he just drives me nuts. And the thing is, I can never forgive him for, for when Willow tells him to t- to tell Buffy to stall instead of killing Angel, he just says, Willow said, get him, right? Like, he's kick, like... Kick his ass is what he said. Kick says. his ass, yeah. Willow says, kick his ass. And then, so Buffy kills him. She's completely destroyed, you know, she's... Like, he just, ugh. He's just, ugh. And then he never has any comeuppance for... This thing I hate about Xander is he never gets any comeuppance for anything he ever does. Oh, he calls the dancing demon and a bunch of people burst into flames and yet there's no repercussions for him. He totally causes, like, Buffy to kill her boyfriend instead of save him and nothing ever happens. He Instead, he just yells at her later when when he doesn't die and he thinks he has the moral high ground. Yeah, so, uh, I know the kick his ass thing. That that's the reason why a lot of people like hate Xander. I just I, I feel like I could have gotten past it if there if we could if we could have worked it out on the show if 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 we could have like emotionally worked through that if he he could have admitted mm-hmm. it and we could have moved on. But I could never move on because he never he never even feels bad about it. Yeah, I think uh, and part of the reason why I like I like Xander. I guess I understand people hating him, but I feel like they're just. They're holding grudges when, you know, the characters on the show definitely don't hold grudges. That's I know. For sure. That's true. Uh, but yeah, but part of the reason why I like season five so much is because I think it's a really, like, I think it might be the best Xander season. Like, he's kind of mature, at least. Yeah, I do like that he grows up and in a, and in a, becomes less ridiculous. Great relationship. You know, he's got a great job. Like, he's an adult, pretty much. Yeah, I, I do really like that. And the thing is, I mean, I shouldn't blame too much that moment because the thing is, like, oh, if Cordelia did that, I would totally forgive Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Like that, because I love Cordelia. Exactly. So I obviously just didn't like Xander anyways. And so I use that as an excuse to hate him. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm not, it's not really just holding a grudge. It's just that I just, um, but yeah, I do think he does mature a lot. I do like that he matures, but then, he still and then season six happens. Yeah, and, and then it's like he kind of. I feel like a lot of times his character development like moves forward, and then he goes back to being ridiculous. Like, like he goes and dates uh, um, Ashanti, like, <laughs> like, and gets dragged. You like, like, okay, you know she's a demon. She's flirting with you at a hardware store. Clearly, she's a demon. She's way too pretty for you. What are you thinking, <laughs> Ashanti? <laughs> Remember. See- like I it's know. like it's like and that happens in season seven after he's supposed seven, to be all grown like, up. He's supposed to be all seven, mature. They're like we're gonna have a bunch of black people on the show now, including <laughs> okay. Ashanti. Oh gosh, yeah, no, it's they... a dumb episode. Yeah, I haven't watched it since it aired, but I know it was a dumb episode. It was. It was really dumb. It was like kind. Of, you know how like back in season one and two, how he used to always, you know, yeah, uh, was... all the demon girls, you know. Mm-hmm. would flirt with him and then um it just like it just feel like sometimes he moves forward and becomes more mature and then he acts like an idiot again and mm-hmm. and then i also feel like the other thing that kind of annoys me is there's a lot of moments just where he sort of has this righteous anger because of something that happened to him that i just feel i feel like he thinks it's righteous but to me i feel like it's just petty or something 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I get annoyed at his like what his like serious speeches make me mad or something. I don't know. <laughs> like okay, you lost your eye. Whatever. <laughs> like get over it. It's been a week. Don't kick her out of the house because you lost uh, your eye. Like let's let's not talk about the kicking Buffy out of the house because that will just that will make this even longer than it has to be. Yeah. Now That's you funny. are you are a fan of the character Buffy, right? I know some people who watch the show don't like Buffy. How, what are your feelings about Buffy as a character? I love Buffy, but she frustrates me a lot as the show goes on. She just becomes, mm-hmm. I think, too self righteous. Mm. And it's especially apparent just like in uh, in Sanctuary and Angel when she comes to L.A. She's horrible when she comes on Angel. When, whenever she's on Angel, she's, I don't like Buffy. But I love her on her own show. But I think yeah. it's like to make Angel look good. They make her look bad to make Angel look good on his own show or something. And I know for the episode, like Tim Minear Tim wrote that episode, but Joss wrote Buffy because Tim didn't think he'd be able to write Buffy well. So... Apparently, that's what Joss thinks Buffy is like, at least in L.A. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it was very much because of the setting. It's like, it's like, if if she was the, she can't be the winner in that encounter. Otherwise, when when the hero of that show is Angel, she yeah, has I, to be the loser of that encounter. It's like, you know? I love Buffy and Angel together, but only in the first three seasons. I think yeah. post-high school, they, they don't belong together at all. Yeah, and I like that the, the show was able to kind of keep them up take them apart and just keep them apart. All they had were just a couple scenes here or there throughout the rest of the run. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like they ever had to live happily ever together because they both are heroes. They have their own agenda and things they need to do and they just can't, you know. Yeah. They're just never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. And the also, end. yeah, that's how it is. And I don't mind that. I totally, in, I totally like that. It's like, <laughs> it does not bother me. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, in terms of, I mean, we're already, we've already been recording, we barely got through anything because it's yeah, so fun, that's barely, okay. Yeah, we barely even touched Angel. We barely even touched Angel. Um, okay, so, in terms of Angel favorite, maybe, like, favorite arcs, like, what are your favorite, um, or first you could say favorite episodes, and then you could see maybe, like, favorite arcs of Angel. Okay, uh, favorite episodes of Angel. Let's see, see that was much easier for me. Actually, like I wrote just like down a bunch of like episodes I really love for both shows, and then I had to uh-huh. narrow it down really. Yeah, and so I, know. Many, I have so many. Yeah, uh, I'd say maybe Dear Boy, Darla. Oh, Dear Boy and Darla. Yes, me too. Yeah, let's see. I kind of got a few from each season besides maybe season one. Uh, birthday. I love Birthday so much. Oh yeah. Uh, waiting in the wings. I love waiting in the wings. <laughs> Spin the bottle. See, I agree with all of this. Spin yes. the bottle. So and good. You're, you're welcome. Yes. Wait, wait. Which one's you're welcome? Is that when Cordelia comes back? Yeah. Okay, in season five. You could probably tell maybe that I am a Cordy Angel shipper. Oh, okay. I, I, I did enjoy them. Um, I mean, obviously, they never really got to be anything yeah. because Joss hates happiness. <laughs> um... <laughs> They got one kiss and one dream kiss, right? Yeah. Well, one, uh, one dead they, kiss and one dream kiss. They also had, I guess, the possessed kiss. And oh, one possessed kiss. One possessed kiss. Uh, one possessed dream kiss. Up. One dead kiss. <laughs> um, so it's all very, you know, very tangible there. They really got to go there. Um, no, I liked them. I liked them together, even though Cordy had horrible hair during that time. Cordy's um, hair. Which I feel like kind of ruined it for me because... It's very distracting when Cordy has the bad hair. Um, it's like the hair 
is like a symbol of what's going to happen into her character. Her hair starts <laughs> to go bad, and then it's all downhill with what? the... What? You didn't distru- like her uh, blonde mom haircut? Oh my god, no. Okay, so I was showing this series to my little sisters, and um, my my youngest sister, who is now 16, but I think she was probably only 14 when we watched this, and I'm like showing her... We put in the DVD, and the DVD has a picture, before we even get to that episode, of the yeah. horrible mom hair. It, and yes. the nightgown. The nightgown. The white nightgown yep, and the horrible the mom hair. Okay. Right there. So we put it in, and she just goes, she gasps and covers her face, and she goes, <laughs> what is happening? Oh, my God. Like, she just could not believe. Like, And I had even been warning them, because I was, like, worried about how their mental state would be. I was like, you know, just so you know, Cordelia's hair is going to start to, you know, things are going to go a little weird soon. Um and it starts off like like a really beautiful bob in the beginning of that season, and then it turns into that. Well, well, there's a transition. See, there's a transition if you if you watch carefully. I, okay, I've if you been watch carefully, carefully before the bob, right before she gets the cute bob, she has like I think she chopped it off in a bathroom, maybe when she was like high or something, um, where it's totally uneven and horrible, and it the looks s- like a disaster for just one episode. Okay, just uh, one. Yeah, like, season two. Like, and stretch. then in the next episode, she has a smooth bob and it looks good again. But it was like I swear to God, like something. There was some horrible accident where <laughs> she. It was so bad. It was like I don't even know which episode it is where it's just you don't even believe that they put that on film. It's like she- right before the bob. It's like, uh, isn't it that she, both she and Carrie Russell are the reason that the, like WB got like the hair contract? Like, no, basically- that's a misnomer because Carrie <laughs> Russell, they wrote that. It's not poor Carrie Russell's fault. They forced her to cut her hair. Yeah. But it's so, just like, and then Charisma, she gets a, just, she gets she a bad, her um, hair. She gets a bad rep, but yeah, I think for Cordy, it was Charisma who wanted to cut her hair and she got them to agree. Um, and clearly they shouldn't have. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, but the blonde was the worst at the end when she's she's a freaking angel and she's blonde and wearing a nightgown and it's like, why would you do this to our character? Well, it's still better than like in season two when she has that like kind of hair mitt type hair, like jet black. It's like that's lit- what I was thinking of. Isn't that happened before the bob? Like she has that, that weird that weird like jet black. At first it goes like the weird extensions, then it turns into that hair mitt thing. Yeah, the hair mitt thing. That's the thing I was talking about where it looks like she went into the backyard. Then it gets fixed towards the end of the season. I'm like talking, it's kind of longer than I bought, I guess, in the beginning of season three where it's like just dark brown. It's kind of parted in the middle. And then her hair starts getting shorter as season three progresses. And then the mom hair. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. It's insane. And then there is the horrible pregnant outfit that she wears with the fringe. And her belly belly. showing with the fringe. And you're just like, why is is Joss trying to hurt us? Um, Clearly, this is some kind of torture. And I know we're talking all this terrible stuff because both of us love Cordelia so much. It sounds like we don't because we're complaining about her. There were some disasters that could be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was just... and, And I feel like it was all just leading up to... The destruction of her character with her hooking up with Connor and becoming pregnant with Gina Torres and, um... Okay, let's just talk about the worst scene ever, which is, quote-unquote, Cordelia sleeping with Connor. Oh, my My, God. My eyes, my eyes. My eyes, I will never recover from that, and I, you know, it's it's horrific. Um, I will say, I, I have to admit, I do love the Jasmine arc. I love it. I love parts of it, uh... I love mainly the existence of Gina Torres because I worship her. 
Um, yes, so basically, that's the only part of the Jasmine arc I like. I just like that Gina Torres exists and is on the show. I just like the whole thing. It just sucks that Cordelia had to be, I guess, essentially ruined for it. Yeah, like I love those episodes, like Magic Bullet and Shiny Happy People. I love those episodes. Yeah, I don't. But <laughs> the, and here's my uh, Angel season ranking. Just so, so okay, you know. it goes two, three, four, five, one. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely, I would put one at the, at last, well, no, I guess I put four last because I get, I get so mad about, about Connor. Um, Connor and Cordy sleeping is so, so upsetting to me that I have to put four last. See, I always like the quotes around Cordy during that time period, because it's not Cordy. Yeah, that's what you have to remember, it's not, and... I mean, and it's frustrating too because I, I did I, I know we've talked about this on Twitter and I've posted on my blog like some interview there's an interview at some it was like Dragon Con, I think. Yeah. Um, where Charisma Carpenter talked about sort of what happened behind the scenes that led to um this arc of horror. Um and so it is really frustrating when real life has to get in the way of uh a show you love and, and force these terrible things to happen. Um and so, yeah. if there's anything I can blame Joss for, it would be that particular uh, Connor Cordelia nonsense. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, you know I, I worship him, but I, I still, I, I can't. Yeah. that that <laughs> is not acceptable. That was not acceptable. You know, I love, love, love Joss, but. I really wish that David Greenwald hadn't left the show after season three because mm. none of that crap would have happened, at least not in that way, if he was still the showrunner. Now, isn't David – is David Greenwald going to be on S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or was it somebody I, else from Angel? It was somebody I knew – oh, it was Jeffrey Bell. Yeah. It was Jeffrey Bell. I knew it was somebody who worked on Angel, and I was, like, trying to think, okay, not David Greenwald. Jeffrey Bell, who technically, I guess, was the showrunner for at least season four. Okay. And so. he also worked on Roswell. Um, mm-hmm. But he's not the one that worked on it in the last season. But that was Battlestar Galactica, Ron Moore. <laughs> <laughs> the one who... It's yeah. okay. We forgive you for running Roswell into the ground, Ron Moore, because you gave us Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Ro- Roswell was just a mess. <laughs> I love Roswell, but it was a mess. Well, the problem was even Ron before, Moore thought even that... Even it got terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Although, you know, there were... I love Roswell. You would constantly see, constantly see boom mics in Roswell. <laughs> like... UPN and WB, I guess. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, Angel. Now, okay. So, if you... So, those... You had said a few things that were your favorite. What your what your range is. I mean, I... Who are your favorite characters? How do you feel about Angel as a character? I... Like, I was never one of those people who was like, I hated Angel on Buffy, but I love him on the show. Like, I always liked Angel. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do love him on his own show, especially I, I love Angel whenever, you know, he sucks at technology, like he can't work his voice. I, yeah, I love when he sucks at technology. And also when he gets like petty and yeah, or like vain, vain and petty. Yeah. Like like when he's looking in the mirrors um, at Hylia. <laughs> and yeah, he gets when he gets worried about his hair, like, mm-hmm. wait, yeah. you, nobody ever told me my hair looked like this. He finally gets to look <laughs> in the mirrors. Yeah, or like when he like he shows his age, where like the fact that he gives a delivery boy a dollar as a tip. <laughs> oh yeah, he's really remember he's really cheap. Yeah, like remember with the whole money thing, like he doesn't like to give tips and stuff. And he... <laughs> yeah, I like those dorky. little those little details of him because a lot of times he can seem a little 
a little milk toast, you know, he can be a little boring. Um, and so I like when he has like those little parts to him that are kind of like pettier, yeah. you know, they talk, they talk about me in the chatty rooms, <laughs> chatty rooms. God. Uh, oh yeah. God, and like I when he does that. the dumb thing, like one of the things I like about, uh, about Joss that he does is nobody can ever be that, um, can never be too perfect like angel is having his heroic show and and in the first scene is like he hops into the wrong car trying to do a smooth getaway and then he has to get out and you know he'll fall or you know they'll do dumb things where they kind of bring tonally they always like to bring it back like so things never get too quote-unquote epic you know they're they're always there's always a little a humor in there you know one thing i'm noticing from my season three rewatch right now is how much angel smiled in season three i mean before sleep tight which oh it's because he gets a baby it's like you have to blame connor for it's like even before the baby when when he gets uh home from his trip after you know buffy had just died in the gift and like he's coming back to like see all his friends he's hugging everyone he's smiling like, I'm like, Angel, what is happening? Yeah, that's very upsetting. <laughs> He's, like, so happy. That's weird. The first half of the season, it's like, Whoa. Yeah, and then I don't think I he smiled once better. in season five. No. Besides, <laughs> like, when he sees Cordy, maybe. Sees yeah, Cordy, maybe in that scene. But he's very yeah. dour. Yeah. In, uh... Definitely in season four. I doubt he smiled. Yeah. Except for when he was Angelus. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I kind of... I kind of, um, I feel like my feelings about Angel are complex. Like, I sometimes really enjoy him, but a lot of times I kind of want to slap him over the head, and <laughs> I roll my eyes at him a lot. I, I sometimes feel like he's kind of the big, dumb, like, he's kind of like the Clark Kent of, uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> of Angel, like, sometimes. Like, he's the one with all the power, but he's really dumb or something. Like, um, but then other times I really enjoy him. Like, like, I like, Oh, one of my favorite angel moments is when he buys Cordelia, Cordelia's love back with the clothes. Yes. Yeah, and he's, like, so happy to totally superficially... to does totally a little superficially. dance with her. <laughs> yeah. And so I like when he gets to do have a little twist. And, I mean, also, I, I do enjoy also... I am a big Angelus fan. And I feel like David Boreanaz as Angelus is just a whole different character. And I really enjoy... And I like that they kept it rare. I like that Angelus only comes out a couple times on Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's that one time in season one, and then there's the arc. Is it in season four? Wait, yeah, with Orpheus yeah. and all that. It's in season. I think those are the only two times that he really comes out, right? Uh, yeah. Besides, you know, flashbacks. Oh yeah, and flashbacks. But then, Where, yeah. Also, um, season three, he had his best flashback hair. Then season three uh, of Angel, and then it was never even decent again. Uh, <laughs> never yeah. decent before. Never decent after. Yeah, and is horrible. And then there, remember, remember there were those few flashbacks early on where he had the Irish accent. But then I think they had already corrected and realized he can't do an Irish accent and didn't really do that much on Angel as much. Well, did they? The accent, or? Was, the, the accent was always there. Just the, I don't even think they it tried was, to. It wasn't as bad as it, it was in like Becoming Part One. Oh Becoming yeah, Part definitely. Two. Um, <laughs> you know, so that was really you know a little bit out of uh, Boreanaz's range. Um, but for me, my favorite angel characters are like, are Wesley and Fred. Like I'm obsessed with them. 
Yeah, I'd say Wesley and Cordy. I think they have the two and Cordy. Best well, Cordy. Arcs. I feel like Cordy two, is like above yeah. everybody, but they, they I have forget. the two best arcs of the entire Buffy verse. I think Wesley yeah. and Cordelia. Yeah, except that it's so funny that we say that, given the fact but that so, we, all, we just we, talked about the destruction of Cordy's character. But we don't talk about that. We just but like to forget about. Well, let's for, like, until we pretend, that moment, Cordelia's arc is amazing. Yeah, if we pretend that the that the sex with Connor and the pregnancy never happened, then Cordelia yeah. has the best arc. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Wesley has such a great arc, and I, I just, ugh. I love Darla, obviously, and Darla is so great. And I, yeah, I do. I like what they what they did with Darla and um and Drusilla on Angel. I feel like they could have done even more, like because it was like Angel show. I feel like they didn't get to let loose as much with like. I feel like everything has to be about Angel's destiny. Like, why can't Darla be the chosen one or something? But I, I just sort of feel like. Like, I loved the stuff between when Drusilla and Darla got to, like, be grandmother and granddaughter again and have their little shopping sprees and do all that fun stuff. But I kind of feel like I wish they could have been more of a threat or something. I don't know. Like, I feel like Angel, you know, I don't know. He gets to be the bad one in the history books. Like, why isn't Darla the most feared evil vampire when, it's probably because she's not as much of a showboat as Angel always not, was. Yeah, I guess she's Angel. not as dumb as him. Yeah, I guess she's smart enough. I guess that's the thing. Darla was smart enough not to get herself like in those watcher handbooks as the biggest threat or something. But I always feel like it was always like, oh, Angelus, he did this thing. Oh, oh, and Darla was there too, you know. And I'm like, hey, Darla was in charge. Okay, she was inspiring him. It's like, like the <laughs> fact that Darla was the one who brought him the gypsy girl, and he got yeah. cursed. Because he was probably he dumb enough to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, and, and, and while on the one hand, it's like, I'm kind of glad she didn't have to get a curse. But on the other hand, I feel like, shouldn't she get the full credit of <laughs> of of her badness? Like, I feel like sometimes the female vampires don't get the full credit for their, for their evilness as mm-hmm. how evil they are, you know? I guess especially Drusilla. Yeah, and Drusilla, like, you know, a little bit too, but yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like my thing with Cersei right now on Game of Thrones where, Mm -hmm. like, in the book, Cersei totally ordered those babies to get killed. But on the show, she doesn't get the credit for it. It's stupid Joffrey. And it's like, you know what? We need to respect how evil Cersei is and realize that she's really the one who's Mm -hmm. in charge of this business. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Not Joffrey's punk ass. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't come up with that good of a plan. I mean... (laughs) He's not smart enough. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but I do. I do love like all the. I love all the. Fla- I think they do the flashbacks so great on Angel um, yeah. with Darla, and 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 even though back in early Buffy, the um, the vampire makeup and hair was bad, they do such a good job with Darla. Like her, she, it's like I feel like Julie Benz was made to be in those those eras of the flashback. Like they, she needs to be cast in more period stuff because yeah. when she has those like those beautiful ball gowns and the makeup and the hair. Um, of like you know, nineteenth century and um, and stuff like that, seventeenth century stuff like that. She looks amazing. Like yeah. that was really impressive. Like she she should totally be in. Um, she would belong in all those like you know, Vampire Diaries flashbooks where they do such a good job with the yeah, with the wardrobe. Definitely. Whereas they didn't do a very good job, you know, with the guys mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Spike yeah. and Angel. They don't quite fit into that world the same way she does something like, about men in flashback wigs they just don't work yeah exactly the the best man wigs i've ever seen are on the americans and so whoever does matthew rice's or reese's wigs on the americans needs to teach the rest of tv 
how to do yeah. man wigs. The only time I ever found Matthew Reese really attractive is when he's wearing one of those wigs. I'm like, can you just keep the wig on? <laughs> oh, see, I, I think he's, he's adorable at all times. He doesn't do it for me, so. Oh, okay. I, I just find him so adorable. Well, have you heard him talk in his natural Welsh accent? Uh, I think maybe once, like, during a brothers and sisters behind the scene thing. Oh, okay. Because that does improve his, his cuteness. And what's even the best thing you could find is I will just, I'll give everybody a favor right now. Do everybody a favor and tell you to Google <laughs> Matthew Reese, uh, Yon Griffa, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is that Yon or Yon? I, I think it's Yon. Yon, yeah, Yon yeah. uh, They are like best friends from childhood, and they're Welsh, and you can find videos of them speaking Welsh to each other. The language <laughs> Welsh, okay? The language Welsh, and it's the best thing you ever saw, like when they're like in like 20 years old. Aww. So that would be something I would recommend to people if you like happiness. If you don't, then don't, you know, then you wouldn't like it. But I just watched Cordy and Connor Bang, I guess. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's horrifying. I yes. know. Very, very horrifying. Burned so. in my brain forever. <laughs> yeah. So any other things you want to bring up? Because I think we should do maybe a future podcast where we talk more in depth because we didn't really get a chance. Um, yeah. Because I have a list, by the way. I, when I did my last re- rewatch, for the people who are listening, when I did my last rewatch, I was thinking I was going to do a post of my favorite Buffy moments and my favorite Angel moments. And so I started, like, making a list. I have, like, 23 Buffy moments listed on this outline <laughs> <laughs> that we have not discussed. And then I have, yeah. like, 12 Angel ones. But while we've been talking, I've realized, like, five more that I didn't put on here that <laughs> are my favorite. Yeah. Um, because I love everything. Uh, there's just so many good things on. Clearly, on we need a segment just on Parker Abrams. So. Yes, and we really also should have a segment like just on Lila. Like I feel like Lila is underappreciated her awesomeness mm-hmm. because whenever I rewatch, I just love everything about Lila. Um, and I just think more Whedon fans should appreciate her. And what is Stephanie Romanoff? What's she been doing? Who knows? And, and why isn't she just? On everything. I know. I feel like, you know what? She and Di- and Diane Lockhart would be such good friends. Like, yes. Lila, Lila and, and, and Diane. I would watch that pilot. Somebody make it. I think they'd be frenemies. <laughs> yeah. They could be, like, yeah. They could be rivals. Um, and one of the things I enjoy about, about Lila is how she towers over all the men. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things. I'm also doing a West Wing re- rewatch right now. And I love how C.J. Craig, like, um, even though that show kind of has a lot of things that I don't like about it, but <laughs> C.J. is amazing. And every time she pa- is taller than everybody in the room, it, like, makes me happy. And <laughs> so I, I kind of, like, C.J. and Lila could also be frenemies. Like, they would not, they wouldn't like each other because C.J. is good and Lila's evil. But, <laughs> you know, they could, like still, they could still be good good um everyone can just hang out it'll be the best yeah 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 and um oh one other thing in terms of in terms of um favorite favorite characters on angel what about your least favorite on angel least favorite on angel hmm i guess i should say connor maybe yeah well i guess yeah connor we hate um and also eve i feel like eve was horrible I really, well, when I found out that it was originally supposed to be Marina Bacharin <gasps> playing it, I was like, uh, can we go back in time and Oh my god, that? I did not know that. Yeah, Marina Bacharin was supposed Eve. to be Eve? Yeah, but, like, she had scheduling And conflict. that would have been so great because 
we already had Adam Baldwin and Gina Torres on Angel, and to have her on, then it would have been like every main person, you know. Yeah, plus, then you would have had someone who could act playing Eve. So. Well, you know that that would always be an oh, yeah. Uh, Eve was horrible. That's very upsetting. Did you like Lindsay? Yeah, I like yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. I feel like almost all. I pretty much liked almost all the characters on Angel, except for Connor and Eve. Um, like they had a really. There wasn't anybody in their gang that I like didn't that I didn't like, as opposed to on Buffy where I I didn't like Xander. <laughs> yeah, hate, hate, because hate I have. I mean, you know, and I have to say that my, my Xander hate has cooled off. There was a period where I was really. I, I wouldn't even say I hate him anymore because I have cooled off in my. But I just do not like him. Mm-hmm. Very strongly do not like it. But I, I have calmed down a little bit. So, you know. See, I can change. I can grow. Aww. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. So, well, then I guess we should, we can end here for now. But I do want to, it would be really fun for us to record again in the future. Um, maybe when I'm more organized. <laughs> so, sounds good to and, me. So thank you so much for listening, you guys. And thanks so much to LaToya for coming on to my podcast. And hopefully I will have you on here again. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Chicks with superpowers. Takes the edge off. Comforting. Uh Uh-huh.